You're listening to the Major Pod Network, the only place where your favorite toy store, card shop, arcade, theme park, and arena are all on the same block. Scratch that major itch. The following announcement has been paid for by the Major World Order. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Major World Order Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Billy Peck, and with me is... Husfar, a.k.a. the Major Mind Kid, a.k.a. Handsome Husfar, a.k.a. Outbreak Husfar, a.k.a. Well, I guess by the time you're listening to this, let's, let's call myself Comic-Con Husfar, because it releases Thursday, <laughs> and I'll be in Comic-Con. And with us is... <laughs> <laughs> The big Jake Bostein is Sean Kemp of Sneaker Collecting, the major Mad Hatter. Jake, don't call me Ray Wyatt. Welcome to the latest episode of the Major World Order podcast, where it's just too loud. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Welcome back to the show. Thank you for uh, checking us out. If it's the first time you've been here or the 133rd time that you've been here, we appreciate you no matter what. And thanks for you know being part of the Major World Order. Uh, yeah, so we've got uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Which you can follow all at Major World Order. We have YouTube.com slash Major World Order and Patreon.com slash Major World Order where you can get some extra curricular activities out of us. Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, I think this is episode 133. Whoa. Pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty damn cool, man, as some... I never never thought we'd get up this high, man. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I never really thought about it before, but it's just... (laughs) If you would have told me we'd have made 133 episodes, I'd be like, what? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. So, uh, yeah, just, you know, continuing to roll along, having fun uh, talking with, with people from within this community or, you know, community adjacent and, and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, our guest is is someone that we've been, you know, talking with for, I oh, mean, man. I feel like, like well over a year. When I first joined the group, I met him. Oh, like oh well, years. we'll have to get into yeah. some of those discussions then. But uh, let's let's bring on the media goon himself, Keith Blacknick. What's up, guys? What's up, hey, man? Hey, what's going on? Thank you for having me on. I keep trying to get on, but I finally have some time. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, we appreciate you uh, finally getting getting a little free time to join us for sure. Yeah, it's uh, you know, probably I I don't know. Um, I don't know if it's like a blessing for you or if it's like, oh man, like mm. this kind of sucks. But you know, I'm I'm sure we'll get to to some degree, you know, whatever that you can and cannot talk about. Uh, but you work within the film industry, and there's a uh, you know a uh, you know writer and screen uh, actor strikes going on, and it's it's affecting a lot of things, uh, maybe worse than it has ever or in a very long time, and so it's kind of. Uh, Put you on a little bit of a hiatus, so to speak. Yeah, um, 
I mean, I work crazy hours. I average about 80 hours a week. Uh, so even though I prefer to be working, I could take a few days to relax and actually get to be able to take care of myself and stuff I have to take care of within like life. So uh, I hope the actors and writers can strike a deal soon with the producers. I hope everybody gets what they want. And that way we can all get back to work. And because a lot of the people that I work with in the film industry are really cool people and they work their butts off and they deserve what they deserve. Uh, everybody that even watches the stuff deserves what they deserve. So I hope it goes quick. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. There's a lot of cool stuff, uh, you know, that is in, you know, currently in production, everything that's on haul and, you know, I, can't wait for it to get made you know so come on come to a deal <laughs> please Let's get it done yeah definitely um you know uh, i don't you know for for just standard movie and television watchers you know i don't know if they you know realize the magnitude of it but you know uh, when something is you know uh, something relevant to a lot of us you know right now would be that dead free you know with Hugh Jackman and we've all seen the picture of him in the the suit for the first time ever you know big fan moments that they stopped production you know we right. can't you know and and if this kind of stuff lasts for who knows how long you don't know you know th th some movies like this could probably and maybe not that movie uh but some movies could just be like we're just done it's not going to get made anymore we're just right. canning it and yeah, in the 2008 writer strike, there was a lot of shows that didn't come back because of the strike. That they were on the bubble anyway, so they weren't around when the when the strike was over. A lot of reality TV came out of that. Mm -hmm. um, so, like, there were shows that I enjoyed in 2008. I was lucky that in 2008 I was on a show that had to deal with the producers that and the writers that whatever whatever they signed with was what they were going to get retro pay and everything. So we were still shooting. Mm. Okay. Wow. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's a very interesting time. And, and uh, you know, there might be people going like, well, what does he do? <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll get into it, but uh, you know, let's, let's start from, you know, the beginning, you know, this is, you know, based off of the major wrestling figure podcast. So what was that thing that got you uh, to become a fan of wrestling? So I'm old. I, I don't look as old as I am. I'm 47. And my first match I ever saw was at MSG Hulk Hogan beating the Iron Sheik for the belt. Hmm. Wow. In person. So, in person. I was wow. there eight you years saw old. The birth of Hulkamania. I was there for the birth of Hulkamania. So Damn. if I didn't get sucked in then, I was never getting sucked in. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's 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 crazy, man. What that's what like, a yeah. Yeah, it, like I'll I'll try to even paint you a picture because like you see the videos, but this is when they were still smoking in MSG, sure, sure. so everything had like <laughs> this dingy look to it, almost like the 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 Canadian wildfires in New York, right? And everything yeah. turned yellow and orange. Mm. That's what MSG looked like. You had the there wasn't like any special ring lighting, just had overhead lighting, and it was just dingy. But the crowd was electric when Hogan came out. To, it wasn't even it was um. It was Eye of the Tiger that it came out to at that time. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. And, like, I didn't know what I – it was my first match ever. My dad was telling me, oh, this is going to be great. This could be great. I'm sitting there, and I couldn't believe it, like, how the, the place just exploded. And it, that's just what hooked me. Huh. Wow. 
was Hogan your guy growing up or was someone else? Um, I mean, Hogan was the guy for everybody when they were kids because he right. was the one that was always pushed. But mm. I, I kind of liked Roddy Roddy Piper more. I, I was into like a little later on when the Rockers came in. Mm, I remember, yeah. uh, I remember the Rockers outside of MSG hitting on some girls. <laughs> so like, it's like this is the stuff that's always stuck with me. And throughout my life, I've had a very weird connection with wrestling. Like I've been at so many major moments in wrestling. Mm. I was there when. I was there when Austin stunned McMahon for the first time. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. I was there when Cactus Jack and um, Chainsaw Charlie got pushed off the stage by the New Age Outlaws. Yes. Yeah. Oh, wow. I was there when Taz debuted at the Royal Rumble. Man, wow. you make me want to go back and watch every single yeah, one of these all things. Of those. I watched those are all bangers, dude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it was yeah. all great. And the only pay-per-view I've never been to is a WrestleMania. But I've been to, like, the big four. Yeah. You know, the other big four. And it was never WrestleMania because I figured, oh, WrestleMania, the 30 will come back. It outgrew it. So I just end up too old to feel like going to a stadium now. Right. There's Philly next year. Yeah, but it's Philly. I know. I, I know. I have a Mets tattoo. Wear a turtleneck, man. You'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, he's got a big Cody, Cody Rhodes Mets tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's actually. Ah, oh, see, it's covered. You'll be fine. Yeah. He's like, no, I'm going to go sleep. Broski cut, you know? Yeah, exactly. I'm just going to hang out with Hustler the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Let's He'll do keep it. you Let's safe, man. He will. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's that's some really great moments. But, I mean, there's not like a, a piece of you that goes, man, I should finally just knock WrestleMania off the list. You know, is this, have, is this 40? York, maybe. Is this 40 or is it? 40. Yeah. I mean, why not? Why not well, hit maybe, 40? Maybe because I have a nephew that I, I – but two two nephews, nephews. One's more obsessed than the other. He actually wrestles yeah. with me in his trampoline because he wants to wrestle. That's where I saw the video, I think. Mm. And uh, They're the now, ones you bring to the, the cap shows, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, like, they're all into it. And maybe I'll take them, but that's the only way I would go. I'm, sure. like, I don't even go to concerts that much anymore. I, I, in college, I averaged 150 concerts a year. Wow. Um, I used to go to all wrestling shows. I went to ECW at the uh, at the Elks Lodge. I went to Hammerstein. I was at the last time Rhino won the won the belt. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Jeez, so another. Like, <laughs> it's, this, it's, this, it's, more. I, I've been to WCW shows at the Nassau Coliseum. You know, I, I've been wow. to indie shows. I was at ROH when they were at Elks Lodge. I saw oh, wow. Punk, uh, Punk and Samoa Joe before anybody really knew who they were. Man. No, that's yeah. that's incredible. I, that's crazy. Uh, you know, I get it. You know, it's like, look, you've you've lived a, a pretty fruitful, event-going sure. life, so it's probably a little bit of like, ah, I'm good, but <laughs> but you do it's just, one it's just one more. Just one more. Yeah. Well, and then you can retire. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe they well, come back to New York. Yeah, I mean, the other thing is like, I do all this match stuff too, where I travel all over the country. Yeah. So like, I'm. My life is so crazy being married, having, you know, working 80 hours a week, um, running a Mets fan fest, having a blog, you know, doing all this stuff. Like, by the time the weekend comes, I'm like, do I really feel like doing something? Right. Right. No, I, dude, I get it. I completely get it. You know, I, there's areas where I'm like doing more than I ever have. And then there's areas that like that I've been doing it for so long that I finally just go, ah, 
I don't need to do so much of that anymore. Right. You know, so I get it. Um, but, uh, you know, so, you know, you said you're a little older. Uh, what, you know, what was your like first wrestling figures then? LJN. LJN. Yeah. Hulk Hogan, um, Iron Sheik, Roddy Piper, Nikolai Volkov, Hillbilly Jim, Georgie Animal Steel. And that's just the ones off the top of my head. Sure. And I, I had, um, I think I had the Bulldogs. I, I had so many different things when I was growing up. There yeah. used to be a, a small, like, appliance slash toy store that was down the block for me. And I would go down there. I got, I would go in there and I would get the LGNs and then I would get the Voltron figures and Transformers. Wow. I, um, I actually just made a purchase of my second LJN figure. Uh, the first, well, so the first one was George the Animal Steel. Right. Pristine condition. Mike LaPuma was selling a Hogan, Hogan uh, with the belt with in yellow. really, really good condition. Yeah. Yep, the yellow and uh, the the red knee pads just need a little touching up. Other yeah. than that, that it's like, you does. know what? I think I need to get this. My wife, big Hulk Hogan fan. Yeah. I think I need it. Just just the one more to go with my big rubber guys that that'll be showing up soon. So, yeah. uh, you awesome. know, I've, I've very lightly joined the LJN club. Ah, oh, look at that. Nice. Oh, I, I want very mine. cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Very so, cool. uh, yeah. Um, did your wrestling fandom, uh, you know, with figures continue? Did you go into Hasbro's or anything after that? Or I wasn't a big fan of the Hasbro's because you went from something so cool as the LJNs to, like, to me, the Hasbro's at the time felt very cheap. Sure. And, like, they felt like they could break easy. Meanwhile, you could crack somebody over the head with this and you didn't have to worry <laughs> about it. Yeah. You know? I mean, there's going to be um, something that breaks easy, but it's not the figure. No, it's going to yeah. be somebody's arm. Yeah, right. orbital bones, something like that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I—I I mean, I—I I I actually never owned a Hasbro until about maybe four or five years ago. Wow! And then I sold them all, and then I just had to buy some more back. Yeah. <laughs> it's like uh, well, he hasn't bought them back yet. Yeah, not yet. Other with other stuff like that grenade, the stomp grenade. I, still, oh. I, I just I found all those. Anybody looking for some? <laughs> Um, what about uh, other uh, action figures? Uh, were you collecting anything else as a kid? Um, I'm a big Batman fan, yeah. so I always bought anything that comes from Batman stuff. I bought Batman stuff, uh, Spider Man, uh, Captain America, I, I, Marvel Legends, you know, stuff like that. Anything big comic book geek, so anything that was had to do with comic books or or the movies. I would buy. So I had I had stuff, then I'd sell it, buy it again, sell it, you know, you know the deal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh was there ever any lulls in your wrestling fandom? I mean, you've seen so many moments, but was there ever a break? I was always watching it at some way or another. Um there was a time where I probably didn't go to any events for like seven or eight years because it just didn't like really my father and my mother didn't really want to go. I so like the teenage high school years, where it's like, oh, it's something cool coming in, but yeah, you know, it, it was during like the '90s, during the uh, the new gen, where you had some of the sillier gimmicks before before um, DX and the uh, Attitude Era. So it wasn't like 
great, but I, I did watch it on TV. I did watch the first Raw. I did watch Superstars, Challenge, uh, Titans, you know, all that stuff. But I just didn't uh, I just didn't go to any events. Sure. Uh, so then you must have been watching uh, when Matt and Brian would have come along. What do you recall, like your first uh, introduction to them or, you know, what made you a fan of them? Well, I remember when um, Matt and Brian were in uh, NYWC. You would hear you would hear about them in the Indies. I, I didn't really go, but like I followed it, and I would catch some stuff like on YouTube and dial up AOL and stuff like that. You know, <laughs> um, but yeah, like you, you saw them, you could tell that they had something. And then when they came to the WWE ECW, and like they were, you could tell they were young. And I'm like, man, I feel like I'm older than them. I, I think I was. I'm actually 10 years older than Brian and Matt. Yeah. So I, I did know I was older than them. So I, I saw them come in. Then it was great when they were with the uh, with Edge at the Edgeheads. So like I remember that. And then, yeah, um, I mean, so you got a you were aware of them prior to WWE, right. which is cool. You know, yeah. we've had that a few times, but not many. Yeah, not many at all. Definitely not. Yeah, I, I'm. I keep telling you guys, I'm old. <laughs> well, sure, but you know, you but even old. so, you know, you being from that area and. I suppose be included into the independent scene a little bit then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that's, that's cool. Like I said, that's, that's kind of, we don't hear that a whole lot uh, just cause you know, not, not a lot of people were, you know, checking that stuff out or, or capable of. So we fast forward, you know, several years later, you know, with them being in the WWE and, and, you know, we start to hear these rumblings of, of a major wrestling figure podcast. Uh, do you, recall what it was that uh got you listening to that so brian actually told me he was coming out with it i i've been buddies with brian for about 10 years now he actually okay. came to my first he came to my first queen's baseball convention i met him through uh from through joe shoes who i was buddies with um shoes and i went to that same high school but he's definitely a lot younger than i am yeah. um but he shoes is a mets fan i actually uh-huh. sold shoes uh mets tickets one day mm-hmm. and that's how we we became friends, and then um, I knew Brian was a Mets fan. I knew he knew shoes. So I was like, just come by the Queens Baseball Convention. Come hang out. So this is when he just got released from WWE the first time. Yeah. And then we became, we became buddies since then, you know? It's awesome. That's yeah. So cool. and, and I knew because of all the Mets stuff that there was some connection there. So that that's cool that, um, you know, that was, you know, really all, like, before um, – you know, this community, because, you know, obviously the community's brought so many people close together. Um, yeah. But yeah, that you that you already was forming that those connections and, and knew who Shoes was. And, you know, that that's another pretty rare thing. We don't know a lot of people that knew knew who Shoes was unless they were, you know, an independent worker in the scene at the time. Maximum sex powers. <laughs> <laughs> the towel, the hip towel swivel champion of the world. I have mine somewhere. <laughs> there. there you go. <laughs> I feel like Husvar just randomly able to pull out some to. piece of merchandise. Mine's right. over there somewhere. <laughs> um, so no, that's awesome. Uh, so, you know, becoming buddies with Brian and and following the podcast from the very beginning. What was uh, you know the thing that made you finally just decide to you know, join the community, get in the Facebook group where you day one. I'm 
I'm day one. Awesome. Um, I'm one of those guys that if I'm buddies with you, I support everything you do. Yeah. Um, like when he when Cap started, I I was paying attention to it when they started doing shows. I tried to go to shows when they had it. Um, anytime that I hear like any of my friends doing something, I I try to support them. Yeah. Yeah, I, I love it's awesome. that. It's something yeah. I have always tried to do as much as I can as well. And, you know, when uh, when you've got, you know, people that you know and they're they're working on something and trying to do something cool, you you got to you got to support it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, yeah, because of Husfar is when I started supporting you guys because, I'm, <laughs> you know, I'm buddies with Husfar, even though I give them a lot of crap. <laughs> and I, when I heard you guys were starting it, I made sure I hit the like button and started subscribing. I might not catch every episode, but I'm making sure that I, I try to. Yeah. Sure. Thank you, man. I appreciate yeah, no, very much appreciated. Yeah, yeah no, Husfar, you know, like I said, uh, you know, Husfar, he's been he's been wanting to get you on for a long oh, time. Yeah. I know that. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, there was early talks because you do, did have a podcast and – uh, I mean, you want to talk about that a little bit as well? Yeah, I, I it's I have a show. It's called the Media Goon Show. Where during the pandemic, I did it like once a week, and when I had the time, and I was able to bring people on and have some fun. I've had a whole bunch of people affiliated with the the Mets area on. I've had comedians on. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had people that I've known, you know, pretty well on the show. Just to like, it's just like joking around. Yeah. We don't we don't like really do anything serious. It's just like, sure. fun. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's just all of us hanging out and other people can see us hanging out and jump in yeah. if they wanted to. Nice. Um, sure. we, were, we would talk Met stuff. We would talk film industry stuff. We would talk comedians. We would talk wrestling. We would talk anything. So Very cool. Um, my, other th- <coughs> my other thing was, uh, like, I have the Queen's Baseball Convention where I do shows for that, too, to pump it up. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to have to start doing one this week and I'm going to have to do one next week because we have an event coming up. So that's like one of my ways of trying to, to like advertise and yep. believe it or not, I hate being in front of the camera and I hate being on the microphone, but you know, it's kind it. of a necessity. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I, that, that's cool. And yeah, like I said, you know, because of, of, of all that and, you know, your guys's friendship, you know, it, trying to make this happen for a while. And I just, I remember like kind of in those, you know, early days, you know, especially like, you know, we were running like extra hot, you know, with like, you know, Matt, you know, wanting to come on and things like that. And it's like, ah, you know, and, and we had like a lot of stuff like really scheduled out. Yeah. Um, you know, so it was, it was tough at those times. And, and then once we were able to, then you were like super busy and, um, anyway, just very glad yeah. that, you know, was finally able to make it work. But like I said, you know, when it's, when it was, you know, saying like, Hey, we gotta, we've been trying to make this happen for a while. It's, we've been trying for a while. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And did a hustler ever tell you where I met him? Uh, maybe. I, I don't I think a, I ever did. I met him at a flea market two hours outside of New York city. And we just happened to be with zombie sailor who ha- happened just yes. to be there too. It yep. was the weirdest thing. It was so weird. It was like surreal to me, at least. <laughs> yeah, we're all wearing masks. Nobody knows can see each other's face, but then we just happen to find zombie, and then Husfar just come like, "Hey, are you meeting Goon Keith?" I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> and it's like, like Husfar. I'm like, "Oh, dude, great!" And then we just hung out there, and that's how our friendship became. 
It's mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah, I think at that time, I think it was from the um, the card breaks. Brian was doing the card breaks in the group, and that was I know one of the first things I ever kind of like did in the group, like to like really be a part of the community. Because you know I was in the group, I was you know meeting people and stuff, sure. and and to meet like it was you and Dennis, and um and then Zombie. I was like, how weird is it that I you know join this group and I meet people from the group like you know like that, and right. it was cool to me like it was cool and kind of like to this day it's like you you think back on it you're like oh it's kind of like maybe figure fate you know a little figure fate but yeah we were talking for a while i remember my parents like were like well we'll see you later you know they left me there we were talking for a long time yeah i bought an urkel doll <laughs> so random. <laughs> yeah, Zombie had like he had like a bunch of like kind of like newer stuff and like older stuff. He had an Urkel doll, yeah. and I bought a Goldar uh, Hasbro Lightning collection from him. It's awesome. Yeah, well, and yeah, I I knew who Zombie was before all of this because he was the guy that you know would get like all these super like vintage yes you know, figures Mighty and stuff Max and sell and them stuff. on his yeah. site. Right. You know, so I was seeing all that stuff before. So, yeah, like, yeah, you guys, you know, going and seeing him and running into each other. Yeah, again, it's it's so it, cool. it's really cool and a, a testament to, you know, what the community provides for people. But um, I think it was like the first major marks I ever met in person, too. I think ever because I think Live wow. 6 was happening not long after that. Yeah. Yeah, that would make sense. No. Oh, cool connection. Uh, you know, Very Keith cool. Blacknick, you know, just <laughs> more, more, you know, first times, you know, for, you know, first time seeing the Hogan, first time seeing Husfar, you know, it's, it's all H's, pretty big wheels. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think this is somewhere where, you know, Husfar, you know, some and, and Jake, you know, probably, you know, some too, uh, but your, your connection to the Mets, you know, some sports talk, I think, I think it's something that we have to cover. Because you're, you know, very, you know, big into that world. Yeah, I I lived ten minutes away from where Shea Stadium was, which City Field is now. Um, I grew up being a Mets fan. The first ten years old, I saw the Mets win the World Series. Wow! So, of course, then I'm hooked with that. So I saw Hogan win the title. I see the Mets mm-hmm. win a title. So it <laughs> just took it just set me up from there. So um, I would go. After high school and high school, I would go to college. I worked at Shea Stadium as a vendor for a little bit. Um, I worked at Nassau Coliseum as a vendor. Got fired. And only made four dollars and forty cents during the Rangers playoffs versus the Islanders. Jeez, jeez. <laughs> well, I was watching the game, so I got fired because of that. I still don't regret that. But um, <laughs> yeah. so my my whole thing with that was ninety four. So my whole thing with the Mets is. I grew up loving the team. I, um, I started writing for my cousin's blog called The Mets Police. We were um, um, fan advocate bloggers. So every time the Mets did something stupid to the fans, we complained about it. Every time they did something great for the fans, we thanked them and said how great they were. Yeah. Um, and then I broke away from him. I restarted my blog. I'm still a fan advocacy blogger. And then the two of us and a couple of our friends – decided that we wanted to see a Mets fan fest and the Mets wouldn't do one. So we started our own. So I've basically been a promoter for the last 10 years doing oh, wow. Mets stuff. Hmm. That's really I awesome. You, I think like when 
a while ago you sent me a couple um, videos of some of the panels from the shows. They were cool. It was really cool, like the topics you cover and like kind of like almost like a Comic Con for Mets. It's really cool. That's that's exactly how I, I, I designed it. I made it as a Comic Con meets a baseball card show. So you go, you have panels with players, with um, some celebrity um, journalists. We covered uh, topics like uh, um, jerseys. We broke out all the different jerseys over the years for the Mets. We've had um, the uh, Mets like talking about how the Mets are the year before and how they're going to be this year. We've had players like Daryl Strawberry, Bartolo Colon, Howard Johnson, Keith Hernandez. Um, Ron Darling, Gary Cohen, who's an uh, announcer. And then in a couple weeks, I'm doing another uh, event with uh, Howie Rose, who's the Mets radio announcer. Huh. That's a stacked lineup. Yeah, man. man. That's really cool. And I'm sure I forgot a whole bunch of stuff. That's <laughs> no, all right. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's cool. And is that, you know, like you said, like with these fan conventions, is that something like pretty common with different like baseball teams or – a lot of the teams do them themselves. Right. And, and the Mets wouldn't do it when the Wilpons owned it. And then in 2020, they decided they wanted to do it, and they asked us not to do ours. So we didn't do ours. And then they turned around and asked us to program a uh, panel room all day. I asked them how much they were paying us. They told us nothing, and I told them, go take a walk. <laughs> right. It's like, uh, no, we can do this whole thing on our own. Right. right. Yeah, so so I didn't. We, we got killed because, like, they hadn't more money to throw at it. Like it's just right now, it's just two of us that do this event. Yeah. I have my, my partner, he does like all the paperwork. I do all the logistics, the planning, the, uh, the day of stuff, um, selling the tickets, everything. That's all on me. Wow. It's a lot. That's man. not easy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, crazy. Yeah. And then during the pandemic, we did a virtual one and I hosted it, directed it and produced it for five hours. Yeah. And there, you know, not providing anything really you, from from what you're saying, yeah. No, and lucky for me that SNY, who's the Mets broadcast channel, is a sponsor of ours every year, and they give us like Salicata. Salicata would come in with Baseball Night New York or Hot Stove and a couple of other talent from SNY, and they would do panels. Uh, we had one of their podcasts this year too, where my friends one of the hosts for the podcast. So it's great that they give us TV time and they promote us for them having panels at the the con. So yeah, well, it's good to get some support at least, you know, from from some network. That's awesome. Yeah, the, those, those guys. Yeah, those guys are great. So I, I have nothing bad to say about them at all. Absolutely. So you would get you know some kind of you know again like connected people to you know the team you know but that you know also like not totally affiliated um would would you bring someone in like like brian i've uh i've asked brian if he wanted to host it i'm i'm we're, like his favorite player was super joe McEwen. he always loved super joe he loved piazza he loves cologne um i helped hook him up with a cologne jersey a few years ago because he couldn't find one Wow. Um, but like, if we get Super Joe, I, w- I would love for Brian to be able to be the host right. for that panel. Um, Super Joe lives in Pennsylvania, so it's not too hard to get up here. But we, it's just all logistics. Right. Yeah. And and now we have a spot in Flushing that's like seven minutes away from City Field. That's an awesome hotel, great venue. They have a big LED wall behind. Um, they have 
it, it's great, like all the stuff that's going on. So it's even a place where I've said could be a good good venue for a, a show. Major fest. I I've been <laughs> I've been I have a good connection there where I, we could probably get decent hotel rooms and mm-hmm. everything. Like I'm I oh, wow. talk to the owners all the time. Hmm. Ooh, cool. let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah well whenever those discussions start back up um i'll keep that in mind and be like hey you know yeah like, I, to make it happen, Billy. <laughs> <laughs> like I just heard that um when matt was on the podcast earlier today that he had no hotel room with gcw i wish i would have known that i could have mm. called over and got him a hotel which is six minutes away from laguardia oh wow the yeah. one, the gcw that just happened yeah, yeah. oh geez yeah, it was close to LaGuardia. Um, Come on, man. Yeah, that's – and that's that's kind of the thing with stuff like that is, like, when it's in that moment, you know, the promoter is the one that's supposed to, you know, be booking yeah. your, your stuff. And right. when it doesn't happen, you're like, what am I going to do now? You don't really think, like, oh, well, you know, I could I could reach out to Keith Blacknick. Right. right. Yeah, me, me and Matt don't have that kind of relationship. Like, sure. Brian, like, Brian could hit me up anytime. Yeah. Like there, there was times that Brian was traveling like two o'clock in the morning. He knew I was up and he would text me something about like he was thinking about something. And I'm like, all right, cool. You know, it's no problem because I'm on set to like six. So, it was, yeah, yeah, it, it was fine. Matt, like I, I've sold him stuff in the past before, like whatnot. And like I put him up with some stuff through uh, DMs and stuff. And I, I don't think he would ever remember my face ever. Yeah. No matter how many times he meets me. Right. Yeah, but he's got to. I think he knows like media goon, right? At least they they know that from from whatnot, yeah. But yeah. you know, I would have yeah. to wear my media goon jerseys <laughs> for any kind of recognition. I'm right. a media goon. Yeah, you walk up like, hey, media goon. <laughs> oh yeah, media. You know, and yeah, like yeah. everything'd be cool. But yeah, sometimes it needs that little kickstart. Sure. Um, Which it's totally understandable because I can't remember everybody that knows me too. Right. You know, like people come up to me with the the whole QBC thing. It's hey Keith, I'm like uh, hi. Hi. <laughs> you know, like I sure, I, I, of course I remember you, and it, it's totally understandable. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I always try to ask, like, if someone comes up and like I, I just don't. I always be like, "What's your name? You know, are you in the group? What's your name? Oh yeah, I I know who you are. Yeah, like names, as in <laughs> face. Well, no. I, I use my wife as a buffer. I tap her on the <laughs> arm to introduce herself to the person first. So that way I get that name. So that's the way I do it. Right. And she's like, I'm I just get dirty looks. Going. Nobody nobody really talks to me. So. <laughs> <laughs> you got to come. To the shows. To right. the shows. You guys should start bringing uh, a cutout, Jake. Bring away? A cutout. <laughs> a cutout. <laughs> Joe Vin well, has said that a two. couple of times. We have to have two because you know, I, I need one for myself. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say because all your muscles wouldn't fit on one. <laughs> no, it's one of those fold-out ones. There's <laughs> <laughs> levels, multiple no, levels. Yeah, or No, it's got those, you know those like used car dealerships? They got like the, the wavy arm things. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Front. Yeah, just like my torso with like just the big muscly wavy arms just going around like that. It would have to be like a the torso with like the torso as the arms, you know, because they're that big. Because they're that big, you know. Oh, so it would oh be the I size you. of Thanks, the torso. Man. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I'm trying to give you a compliment, so and you're like, "What was that mean?" <laughs> <laughs> I, never, I never admitted that I was smart. Okay. 
I just looked a lot. You know, Harry Potter was a book, right? (laughs) I I found that out like (laughs) seventy-three episodes ago. Um, Sixty-three. Wait, hold on. Anyway, a while ago. I saw uh, just breaking breaking news. Chelsea won the titles. What? I texted you, Billy, and you didn't look Because I'm working. I know, but I'm trying to do it so you can say something on the show. Oh, my goodness. Hey, you you know, you run this show. Holy moly. Congratulations to Chelsea. Wow. And Sonya Deville for winning the tag team championship. I'm surprised they took the uh, belts off Liv and Raquel so quick. I'm happy for Chelsea. I think they're pushing Raquel to do something else with the champion, the, the women's championships. With so. the feud with Rhea, yeah. 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 Wow. Good, good for Chelsea, good for Sonya. Yeah. Yep. Nice. Yeah, that's that's great. Well, now, now I'm going to have to go get on that eBay belt. and find that oh, yeah. belt. Yeah. <laughs> get her to sign <laughs> oh, yeah. it one day. <laughs> oh, I'm just talking to figure belt. Oh. Um, I don't but, think uh, they made that belt yet. Yeah, they Maybe absolutely have. that, too. That'd be cool. Yep. Um, where were we? Ah, uh, yeah, I lost it. We were talking, we were talking about, about the we were talking about muscles. Remember? Yeah. Before that, <laughs> we, were talk, we were talking about the Mets fandom. The Mets. Um, sure, sure. I, I could segue into that with all my collectibles too, if you want. Oh, that. right, right. I, I yeah. with with the baseball thing. Yeah, I just wanted to say uh, thank you because uh, you know we had met in person finally at FWF five. And, um, you know, I, I'm using this, this term very loosely. Um, I'm kind of like a closet sports fan. Like, I'm a fan. I'm not, like, in the closet about it. I just don't really talk about it a lot because um, uh, I don't, like, super follow. And, and at one point, there was a discussion over, like, hats and teams and whatever. And I've always been a fan of the Colorado Rockies. And, uh, you know, so you would hit me up. You're like, well, hey, you know, do you do you collect Star Wars? I'm like, well, not. I don't really collect Star Wars. You're like, well, I got this, you know, um, this cargo fat, um, you know, the Carlos uh, Gonzalez bobblehead, and um, oh. yeah. So you were very nice to hook me up with that, and uh, man, I love that thing. It's like super cool. Like, you know, I I don't have like a lot of Rockies memorabilia, so um, I just wanted to say thank you for that, and and. Uh, I suppose that can kind of also like segue into like some of your your collection, you know, where you get stuff like that and and whatever, because a lot of that is like game exclusives. Mm. And I assume you didn't go to Colorado. Maybe you did. I don't know. I was in Colorado. Oh, well, there we go. <laughs> so my buddy Darren has a a thing called the Seven Line, which is a, a t-shirt company that started off that it wasn't licensed, became licensed, and now he does traveling. Like we do travel all over the country. To go see the Mets play, we also have a section at City Field where we go see the Mets play like oh, once wow. or twice a month. So we have a thousand fans that go there, and then we can have up to eighteen hundred fans around the country that we've been to: San Diego, Colorado, St. Louis, Milwaukee, uh, Boston, Baltimore, Tampa. No, actually, no Tampa yet. Miami twice, Atlanta. So we've been all over the place, and I happen to be in Colorado with them for Star Wars Day. Wow! Oh, cool. Those, though, I I think a lot of the um the sports of uh, baseball teams uh did the Star Wars theme, and I think they're so cool. Like really, any yeah. of them. Like, I know some are Mandalorian, some are Jedi, or what. They're so, they're so cool. I actually was on the big screen, and I won a Travis Darno Jedi bobblehead. 
signed by Darno. Uh, and then he also like drew some kind of like really cheap, crappy artwork that he signed too that he gave to my buddy that collects Max catchers. Oh, cool! I have the. I just have Aaron Judge as a Jedi. That's cool. I'm judging. I'm judging you right now. I know you are. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to say anything. <laughs> you know, I I, 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 I don't even want to talk about them baseball, especially the Mets, because uh, you know you, you guys stole my guy a few years back, Frankie Lindor. <laughs> you know. You know. You know what? Lindor has been like he's been a good guy, but like when Javi Baez came to the team when the Mets traded for him. There was like a darkness about Lindor where he really didn't like the fans. Right. He actually did thumbs down to the fans and like booed oh, the fans. Damn. I didn't know about and it's that. Like, and it's like, wow. all right, you know, New York's a hard place to, to play, but if you play well, the fans are going to love you. If you show that you love the fans, the fans are going to love you. Right. By doing thumbs down and not being cool, it's the gonna fans are going to come down on you really hard, really yeah, quickly. It's going to leave a bad and, taste in their mouth for sure. Yeah. And, and at the beginning of this year, he uh, he wasn't doing that great. Right. The fans were booing him, and but he didn't have the same kind of personality as he had with Baez. Right. So I think he learned from that. Now he's got I think twenty home runs or twenty one yeah. home runs. Yeah. And uh, he brought up his, his average. So Lindor, I'm glad we got him. Sorry that you lost him, but that's all right. You know, I had to I had to move out of state, you know, because you know they changed <laughs> the name of the team and everything. And I was like, you know what, I gotta go. So it's, uh, it's all good. <laughs> I'm not even going to touch that. That, that was. Yeah, you neither. <laughs> that's a little, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if they changed it to a cooler name, but the sure. Guardians, it's not It's not a great name. Like no. they had so many different names in history. I think it was like the Spiders. Yeah, well, that was, that was it. There was that the, the Buckeyes, which you, you could have done that, but technically you got the Ohio State Buckeyes for, you know what I mean? So you don't want to do that. But yeah, the Spiders, I think it was 1920 or 1921. They should have done that. They, that That's there was so a Cleveland cooler. Spiders, dude. You could have made a cool logo, you know. Yeah, cool Spider Man could have been the, yeah. you know, Spider Man. Yeah. I mean, for real, dude. You know what I mean? <laughs> it would have been badass. They would have so. sold so much merch. So much merch. Oh, yeah. I would have bought like, it just for the logo, like how cool they a spider would be. Yeah, so I mean, even they could have even stuck with like the Cleveland Indians theme and just done like the tomahawks or you know the the arrows or something. You know, I don't know. <laughs> well, well, there's the Akron arrows, which that was yeah, the, yeah. It, it's spelled differently, even, but you know whatever. I don't know. There, yeah. there was just <laughs> the hatchets, <laughs> the teepees. Well, well, <laughs> oh I don't think any of those are working, Jake. No. Whatever. No. <laughs> So that's like one of the things that I do collect also is I collect a whole bunch of minor league jerseys. Mm-hmm. So I have like between game news, Mets, uh, merchandise, and game news minor league jerseys, I have like 700 baseball jerseys. Wow. Holy crap. I have everything from superhero themed, Star Wars themed, Ghostbusters, zombies, that's and incredible. then just, uh, oh, Nickelodeon. Oh, I, I have like all this stuff. So, you know. Damn. I'm, I might be crazy with wrestling figures. I'm crazy with McFarlane figures. I'm crazy with jerseys. I have a problem. We all do. That's why we're here. Yeah. That's cool. So, speaking of problems, let's uh, let's let's talk about Batman a little bit. Well, I actually worked on Gotham for three seasons. So that's how I first heard about you. Husfar was telling me, you know, I mean, I'd, I'd heard your name in the group before and all that, but uh, we had. Uh, it was one of the early times when uh, Andrew was talking about bringing you on and uh, he was like, yeah, dude, he worked, he worked on Gotham. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> so yeah, let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about that. If you don't mind, I'd love to hear, you know, some of the behind the scenes stuff about that. 
whatever you want to know. Feel free to ask. If I can answer it, I'll answer it. If I can't, mm. I, can, I won't. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I just kind of want to get to know, like, how, like how you know, what, what were you doing in there and what was some of the stuff that was going on? And, like, did you have any input on, you know, some of the things that, that happened on the show? So I, I didn't have any input on anything that happened on the show. Um, for what I do for a living, I'm a theatrical teamster. So I drive cast crew, equipment trucks. Mm-hmm. Um, so on Gotham, I drove a 15-passenger van where I drove the cast. You drive the Batmobile? <laughs> I'm there was no Batmobile. <laughs> I, I, I know, I know. There's I know. No no. I know. Well, hold on a second. But the Batmobile was at the studio for a Comic Con. They built it there during the, for a Batfleck. Which, oh, yeah, okay. my okay. Batmobile. Yeah, so I do have pic- I do have pictures of that at the Steiner stages because they had to build it and then they brought it to uh, Times Square and then they brought it to uh, New York Comic Con. Nice. Still drive it? I didn't drive it, but I got to touch it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you got to touch it, Billy. Oh, is that why Husfar touch it, or text me every day? He's, he's like, touch, <laughs> touch it, touch it. <laughs> yeah, if I, the Batmobile is in front of me, I'd be like, touch it. Yeah. <laughs> Give it to me. Touch Give it, it to me. I love it. But the, uh, the one thing I did have input with is uh, the uh, ADs, which are assistant directors, knew that I knew a lot about Batman and, and Gotham and the, the comics, and they were having problems trying to pronounce certain uh, of the um, districts in Gotham. So I had to tell them how to actually no. say it and what it was. Oh. And and did I get any credit for that? No. What didn't they, what like district did they know how to say? You know what? I can't remember. That was oh. like three years ago. <laughs> no, I feel you. <laughs> yeah. It was three years ago and like five projects ago for me. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I was, I was there when uh, Solomon Grundy was born. Oh wow! Okay, my my, my buddy Drew Powell. We shot that out in Staten Island, yeah. uh, by the uh, gas tanks. Yep, which is actually five minutes away from where my wife's bridal shower was. Like, oh, that's awesome. so oh, wow. I had to take him to the hotel where the bridal shower was a few years before that, but he had to go there and take off all the mud and all the the makeup. So, yeah, it's like a small world. My my life's my life just keeps hitting different things all over the, all over the place. That's awesome, though. It's so cool that you can like literally like bounce around to all these like amazing like huge yeah. things. It's, it's it's cool. Yeah, and the other cool thing about Drew that played Butch and Solomon Grundy, he would put me on his Instagram every day, and he would put Cena's theme on, and that's how we would start the day. So he'd start <laughs> shooting him, himself on Instagram and shooting me as I'm driving, and shooting himself again. <laughs> that's awesome. Yep. That reminds me, I forgot that you had reached out to me because you had seen that I kind of have started helping a little bit with a convention and you're like, Hey, I've got a couple oh, yeah. contacts. Hmm. We're starting <laughs> early plannings for next year. So maybe I'll be in touch. I, I know Robin Lord Taylor. I know Cameron oh. Bikendova. I know Drew Powell. I, I know um, Corey Michael Smith. So oh. I, I know all those, all those um, Gothamites. Um, <laughs> But, like, it, it's cool because even, like, the Gotham stuff started falling into the Mets world, too. I hooked up all the, the cast from Gotham with my friend that's social media director of the Mets. So they were going to games like crazy. I, I converted Drew from a Cubs fan to a, a Mets fan because hmm. I, I did a grab bag and I found a Powell jersey. So I gave him a Powell jersey. So I, I, approve, I approve of that switch, by the way. <laughs> so. <laughs> So like that, that my worlds again just keep colliding. So sure, um, 
Yeah, it's it's crazy, and um, like all any like again, anything you want to know about Gotham, feel free. Man, Were you know. there when uh, Paul Rubin was there as the dad? I, was I, I there? Was the, I drove him. <laughs> I, I, I was there. I wasn't. I didn't get to drive him. Um, I barely even got to see him because I was so busy that day. Because I was picking up the Mad Hatter. I was picking up Drew. Oh, I was cool. picking up. I was picking up Cameron. I, like that day, I think I had like six or seven different pickups. Wow. Did um did everyone on set all the time? tell i think it was cameron um tell her that she looked like uh michelle pfeiffer like every two seconds <laughs> yeah she she um she became like a niece to me she's an awesome awesome person very she has a good heart she's one of the most caring people i know and she uh i'm very glad that she's able to continue on with a, a career where like she's she started her own business she's doing artwork oh, and wow. she's still acting too so for a a person that was so young that got into the business and still pretty young, she has a really good head on her shoulders. I'm very proud of her. Yeah, that's awesome. I remember when the show first came out, how many people were saying like how good she was, and you know, like even the yeah. um, I forget his name, the actor who plays uh, young Bruce too. He was he was pretty pretty great in that role. Yeah, yeah David Mazou. Yes. Yeah, he actually. Dave, David Mizzou. I never knew how to pronounce his last name again. Now I just taught you something. <laughs> and, and, and David and Drew actually came to a QBC too, and they were oh, they wow. loved it because they were like, "Hey, we actually got to go to a convention where we're not a part of it and can enjoy something." Nice. Yeah, I got. That's, I, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say that's yeah. got to be like a nice, like little relief and kind of a break for them. You know what I mean? Like where you, yeah, you don't have to work. You can actually go and enjoy something. So, for yeah, sure. I, I actually um, I would go hang out at, like the different conventions that they would do in New York. Like they were um, the Stalker Walker Con and it became like the fan fest and stuff like yes. that. So I would go hang out with Drew and then Drew would want to walk around. So I became he didn't have a handler, but I became the guy that would tell people to get away from him. He was like, hey, yeah, I would love to uh, get away from him. You know? <laughs> so, <laughs> so that way, like he didn't have to tell them to get away. I was doing it for him. He's like, yeah, thank you. <laughs> Were you there for any of the the Ace Chemical scenes, like to oh, see yeah. any, like the cool effects, like the, the like when he goes in the vat and he's all goopy and stuff? Like, you get oh, to with see uh, Cameron Monaghan, when he, yeah, yeah, I was there for that. That's actually shot. Did, did you guys see Terrifier two? Yes. Yeah. Just so Terrifier two. So that's shot at Bailey Seaton um, Hospital out in Staten Island, which is like somewhat still open, but not really. And that's where Gotham's. Um, Arkham Asylum was. Oh wow! Oh no! And and across from that is like this generator room. That's where the Ace Vat. It's where the Ace Vats were, the and that's yeah. where they shot it. And I got to see the different versions of Mister J because they yes. couldn't call him the Joker. Yeah, that's so cool. Did it look weird, like in person, like versus like uh, you know seeing it like filmed? You know, they, I'm sure like lighting and everything is it was a big factor. Did it look weird? Uh, <laughs> The weirdest one was the last version of him with the like the wavy like thin hair. Yes, like that. That was the one I I, I was just like, eh. <laughs> yeah. but the, when he had the face cut off and when he was like almost like the animated series version. Yes, those those were like the two best, and they looked great in person. Right, cool. Mm. 
I just like imagine like being on a movie set one day and seeing something like that, like you know, Joker's face stretched across or something. Yeah. Like, cool, that must be. And how like you being a longtime comic fan, especially, it must be like so surreal for you. Like, holy shit, I'm doing I'm just the Joker's, you know, in front right. of me, you know. <laughs> yeah, I've only gotten to work on two comic book properties: Amazing Spider-Man One and Amazing Spider-Man Two. But I only did the oh, reshoots cool. for that. Okay. Hmm. And um. That and Gotham were the only two things that I, I've done. Um, I've worked on Monsterland, which is a horror movie, a horror show anthology that was on Hulu. Um, I've worked on Plot Against America that had Winona Ryder in it. Um, I drove her. I was her driver for that. Oh, cool. Wow. Um, she's an awesome person, too. Like, you know, mm-hmm. everything, every, everybody's like, oh, she's weird. She's not. She's awesome. Down to earth. Yeah. She seems Down to yeah. earth. Yeah. I can't wait for uh, Beetlejuice too. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna have to wait for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I know. It's Especially sad. now. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. They just finished building the sets up in uh, Vermont. I saw. Cause I I saw they um you know the bridge where they fell was in in Connecticut. Um, mm-hmm. so it, it's cool seeing how much it looks like it. Cause I that's the place I was should have taken you, Billy, to the the bridge. Hey, we'll go, when you're up coming up, Kowloon's. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I I took him to the um. The Warren's house in Monroe um, from, you know, the Conjuring movies and everything. So I, t- I took him there for the, the two seconds I could be there before the cops would get called on us. But <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's cool to see. I saw that they had the picture like next to it to like for the, you know, the camera angle is so cool. Yeah, it's just like in um, Amityville, they, how they uh, changed the number of the house and then they changed the windows they yes. went from the eye windows to regular like looking windows now. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's so many of those movies. <laughs> Amityville Eight. Oh, I mean, now there's there's even more because like anybody can make a a movie with the title Amityville. You just can't do hmm. Amityville horror. Horror. Jeez. I actually uh, worked with one of the guys that's related to uh, DeFeo. Wow. Oh wow. Yeah, he told me that he was legit crazy. Like yeah. no no joke, legit crazy. Wow. Yes. Wow. It's insane. Damn. Small world. Uh, I, Dude, I, 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 I sometimes feel like I'm the Forrest Gump. Like, I just keep walking <laughs> into things. You invented to have a nice day, you know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm a very angry Forrest Gump. <laughs> Box of chocolates. Ugh. Ugh. Not this guy. I'll show oh, you what man. you get. <laughs> There's uh, me I, and Husbar again, like nuts and cherries. <laughs> <laughs> Ew. What does that even mean? Well, I couldn't say pizza, peas and carrots. I had to change it up. Nuts and cherries? Uh, nuts yeah, and berries. Comes in, cherries, whatever. in candy. Box yeah. of chocolates. Uh, no, I think that's, that's it, it's cool that like you you know, your your job on these these sets is to drive the talent around. And, you know, part of me would have thought like you drop them off, and then you, there's like a holding area that you have to go to or something. But like, you get to actually like you know be on set, you know, because I suppose at certain points it's like when they need to go, it's time to go, you know. Yeah. So you get to stick around and hang out and, and watch what's being done. And well, um, I was in production for eight years doing TV commercials, so I hate being on set itself. Mm. Like even though I've directed my own commercials for the QBC, I've had an air on SNY. I've done my, like stuff where I'll be on set, but I hate being on set on somebody else's set now hmm. because I'm always afraid I'm going to hit into a light or I'm going to trip or make a noise or something. something so up, yeah. 
Yeah, so I'd rather... Then you have Christian Bale yelling at you. <laughs> hey! <laughs> you're good at your job. Okay, get the fuck out of my way. <laughs> you know, and it's funny. People don't realize that he was absolutely right about that. Oh, sure. You know, everybody's like, oh, he's so crazy because when... A, that, a, that, um, that DP is notorious for being in the way and always screwing around something. Oh, jeez. Where, where, like, in the middle of a shot, they're filming and he'll be moving something. Oh, so it's not like it was unwarranted, because I've yeah. I had people that worked on all the Dark Knights that were shot in uh, New York, and they said mm-hmm. like, he's one of the coolest guys that you know. Yeah, you know it. So like, and the other thing is like what you said about holding. We sit around outside the sets. We're in our vans or we're walking around. Some of us drive star cars, which are like um, Cadillacs or Navigators, depending on who the star is, and um, it's just. We're there. We're part of the crew. We joke around with each other all day. We're there anywhere between 14 to 18 hours a day usually. So we, we have to make time. We have to have fun. And and like some of us, like if you're part of the crew, you might have friends for years from these crews. And then you might not see anybody for years. Right. I was on Royal Pains for seven years, for seven seasons. And what we would do is like every Friday we'd have a barbecue at base camp. Hmm. The crew members would come down. The producers would come down. The teamsters all paid for it, but we'd all have everybody come and hang out if they could. You know, if they could, and they weren't filming the scene. Nice. The camaraderie helps, I'm sure, yeah. to like you know relieve tensions or you know because it's, it's stressful. I'm sure, like yeah. super stressful job. You know, you got to get a shot perfect. You know, perfect, perfect, right. perfect. And you know, like having a barbecue on Monday probably gives you something to look forward to. Like, oh fuck, we just went through this. You know, let's break bread together. You know. Yeah, we always we always try to have a good time. That's that's like when you can tell more of a show is more fun and more family oriented. It might not be a family show, but behind the scenes, it's a family thing. Like a family. But, yeah, like I have um, a set dresser that helps me out with the QBC. He comes in and he helps me like set up stuff. Because I know him so well, and he's a Mets fan, and I met him years ago on that um, Bill Murray movie, um, Saint Vincent, with Naomi. Oh, Watts. love that movie! Great that job. movie was great. We we shot that in the Bronx, Long Island, and uh, I actually have a funny Bill Murray story from that. <laughs> you know, like how everybody hears that, like he went into a, an elevator and gave a guy a noogie and said, "Nobody will ever believe you that it was me." Yeah, that was on that movie. Oh wow! And oh, it wow. actually and it actually happened, and then. He was driving one of the cars, and there was a PA in the in the road where he shouldn't be. And Bill like sped up and stopped, like you know, hundred feet before him, but just to scare him a little bit. He's like, wow. "Nobody's gonna believe you that I did that either." <laughs> That's I think so everyone cool. believes it now, <laughs> right. especially after that documentary. Damn. Right? Yeah, that's oh cool. Oh my god, that's so cool. I want to run into him one day. The big BM. <laughs> well, that's the other thing. They were supposed to film. Ghostbusters Firehouse in New York, but because um, they filmed a lot of it in London, but they were supposed to come to do the exteriors and stunts a couple months ago, but they couldn't do it because of the writer strike, so they just turned it into stunts, and it was just stunts, and everybody else filmed it in LA and London to finish it off. Wow, oh that stinks! Yeah, because I know that they that. were like like set dressing like things to get it all ready, and Jeez. yeah, they they shot the firehouse, they shot around a little bit around the city. Um, I knew somebody that worked on it. It was out of the same studio, the stages I was at. And um, it went from a 60-day shoot down to a 20-day shoot. Wow. Holy crap. Yeah. 
and look, this is, <laughs> I, I don't need to get into this whole thing, but like, this is, this is where people need to realize, like, as viewers, I get, you know, you can have your critiques over things and this and that and whatever, but like, movie making is really hard. Like you it's said, hard, like, yeah. it, it, that movie was cut in more than half with the amount of days that it was supposed to, like, it's supposed it's to have little, 60 yeah, days to film. And, 20, and right? now it's That's 20. That's a third. It's super stressful. Yeah, you know, I know. Hard sometimes. A third. <laughs> You know, and like, imagine having to like, if you know your job takes just six hours to do, and now you're given two hours to get it done. It's a third. It's a third of your day. <laughs> Instead, of, yeah. yeah anyway, no, it's, it's, it's very a, difficult. Oh yeah, um, you, you got to cram sixty, you know, days worth of stuff worth into stuff twenty in days, 20. right? I mean, into a third. Yeah, and, and make it believable and good. Yeah. And, you know, there's it's impossible and not rushed. Right. Right. So here's I mean, the thing. Give yeah. people a break when they're working yeah. on shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. And I, I hate when people, you know, judge movies like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they're like, I know, don't get me wrong. There are some very, very bad movies out there. Of course. But you, you have to respect. I, I hate when I hear people say like, oh, you know, I could have done a better job than yeah. that. And mm-hmm. It's like, they go try. Like, Good luck. you have no clue. Now, if, if you actually work in production or, you know, in the, some kind of, in the industries somewhat, you know, maybe you have an inkling of what you're talking about, but like me, somebody like me, I have no clue. I've never stepped foot on a stage before as far, you know, like a, anything like that. I mean, there's, I, and I would never sit here and say like, Oh, I could have done that better. Now I might, I might be able to critique things like, Oh, I may have tried this or, but that's mostly with the writing or the, the acting, yeah. not necessarily, you know, what what people are trying the to production. do yeah the production of it because yeah. that's incredibly difficult and and those people do don't get any of the credit you know they really don't yeah, I, and they're the ones who make make the movie what it is yeah, i've been in the business 24 years now yeah it's the first eight years of the tv commercials so like anything you saw from 99 to 2007 with like red lobster olive garden hmm. uh I was working on all those commercials. Oh man, I was oh, frequenting God. those Cheddar Bay biscuits quite often. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bread oh, yeah. deals all the time. Yeah, I had to check in all the food that we that the um, the um, food stylist would have to make for the commercials. Yeah. I would I'd be in three o'clock in the morning getting deliveries, checking in all that food. So let me ask you a question about that. I'm kind of interested because I know I, I watched something one time about like yeah, I think I how like some like the Burger King or McDonald's or whatever. Oh yeah, how, how they make the food look like that. It's not even the real, like you know, or stuff. Yeah. yeah. So like, yeah. how how much of the food that you recorded was like le- like the legit product? It has to be at least I think it was like forty percent of the product. Oh, oh okay, but, like, so. But like a, a Burger King, we'll say like a Whopper, right? Yeah. So that bread is from from Burger King's bakery. Mm-hmm. Whichever bakery they're using it could be like Thomas's, it could be yeah. Wonder Bread, whatever it is that they're using, mm-hmm. that's from them. That's like who they have to deal with. So we get this shipment in. Then the food stylist would take off anything that any imperfection off the bread, and then re-put sesame seeds back on. Okay. With like glue. Yeah. And then they would toast it with like a wand. So that way it looked like it was toasted. Fresh. Then, yeah. yeah. So then they would take the meat, cook the meat right. Then they would take that same wand that was like a, a a metal cylinder wand, and they would put the grill marks in it. 
Then they would put that on the on the bun, but they would put like something under it to like raise it a little bit. So there might yeah. be like a piece of cardboard or a piece of like foam just yeah, to raise nice it up foam. a little bit. Yeah. So then they would they would take the lettuce, they would put give it ice baths. So that way it would be like super green and super rigid. And then right. they would find the, the best tomatoes. And then they would cut out whatever the best parts of the tomatoes were that were red and look great. They would take cheese, then melt the cheese with a hairdryer over the, the okay. burger. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wow. <laughs> then they would take like the mayonnaise and the ketchup and stuff. They would put like um, a little bit of like caro syrup in it to make it harder. And they would just put like little squirts where where the lettuce would touch the bun so it looked like it was coming out. Right. And and then they would like maybe stick some pickles in there so like you could see everything. Wow. So it's a lot of it is real, but it's it's very artistic Doctor. the way it's done. Yeah. Right. Wow. Like uh, Olive Garden with the, the pasta. So they'd be cooking the pasta over a flame, but the flame was just there to heat it up a little bit and you would take steam, you would blast steam in it so it looked like there was steam coming off of it. Mm. So uh. That's crazy, man. Movie we'll magic. Make it look good. Yeah, I love <laughs> yeah. it. No, it's kind of. I it's, like it. It's, it's so cool. interesting. Like, yeah, like somebody's got to sit there. They, I, I would assume they just kind of had the camera zoomed in. They're like, all right, you know, they're kind of like looking at like, how can we do this? How can we make this look better? And just kind of, you know, trial and error until you get it right. You know, yeah, like like a KFC commercial. Like you would see uh, the chicken go flying through the flower. So what it'd be it would be a shoot <laughs> above here with the flower dropping down, yeah. and you take a slingshot and shoot the, really? the chicken, <laughs> the chicken across into it. So that would make it blast and it look like right. it's like getting thrown through. <laughs> that's hilarious. Wow. That's, that's, <laughs> that's so Man. cool. Huh. Yeah, that's fun. I'm gonna add Jake with chicken on a slingshot. <laughs> yeah, <watch. laughs> Let's see how that commercial turns out. <laughs> 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 Oh boy, man! And I'm I, I I don't even like like nowhere else to go. Like I'm sure like that you're full of like these types of yeah these stories, interesting facts and like yeah. all these cool little stories and you know stuff like that. Yeah, I I could throw out another thing. I threw out a first pitch at a Mets game. Hey, oh, wow. really? That's cool. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, that that's crazy. Like to think that you're in front. Well, the Mets weren't playing well, so there was only like fifteen thousand people out there at the time. Oh, but I actually got—I actually got the throw off from the mound, threw a strike to the uh, to the player, which was a pitcher at the time, and it was like—I never thought I'd be able to do something like that. You, it was you just got it over the plate. I got it. I'll send the video to you guys. Okay. Right? Yeah. <laughs> well, I just want to make sure because, like, you know, there, there's all those people there. Like, they try to throw it. It's like it bounces or it's way yeah, off. He's a baseball fan. Well, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I. Yeah. I I had a little bit of an arc, but it was a strike. Yeah. And I actually taught Cameron how to throw out a first pitch because she had to do it at the Red Wings up in uh, Rochester. Oh, dude, oh, so awesome. I spent like an hour at Steiner Studios just teaching her how to throw throw a pitch. Yeah, hell yeah. So she got it. Um, I also threw it at the Brooklyn Cyclones to throw out a first pitch. Damn, dude. Yeah. Um, talking about the Cyclones, I have a Darth Maul Star Wars Night jersey from there. Wow, um, cool. Like the jersey behind me, it's my buddy Chris Flexen that just got re- traded yep. from the Mariners to the Mets and got released. Yep. But I met him at the Gotham set. He came to to see uh, David, and, the, and yep. we ended up becoming friends. That's awesome. Oh, that's awesome. See everything so cool. working in yep. finger right. fate. The finger yeah. fate. See, like I, I'm telling him, like Forrest Gump. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I need to hang around you, man. <laughs> 
working like right on. Now, oh, go ahead. Well, I was gonna say, like right now is the uh, rap party for Ghost season four. I didn't feel like going, but they're actually having the party right now. Oh yeah, my wife was watching. My mom that show. loves that show. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. That she watches it every week. She has to watch. Oh, she'll freak out. I'll have to oh, try yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, was, she watches that religiously every week. <laughs> yeah, so season four will be coming out. We actually did finish. We did okay. finish it, so that that should be out on time. We finished it Wednesday. Awesome. Yeah, I'll yeah. tell her. I'll be like, she'll be like, ah, oh, you know, someone who works on my favorite show. <laughs> 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 but yeah, mom, I'm popular. I told you. Um. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing. Um. I'm doing San Diego Comic Con this week, um, and a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff got canceled, which I I totally understand. But I'm I'm actually kind of happy because I get to kind of explore a little more, and I have so much to do. It's actually comics again. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say it's more like Comic Con of old. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's comics and and wrestling because like all the WWE stuff still happening. Like I'm, you know, I I would have loved to you know see the Marvel you know, Hall H panel and the DC, you know, whatever they do. But now I won't have to wait in line the day before to get my ticket. And now I won't have to, you know, get one year of a break. But yeah, hopefully, let's... yeah, hopefully be less people where you can actually walk around and you don't have to hold your nose. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, believe me. It's the good thing about San Diego is um, it's the whole city instead of just one kind of big room. Um, I mean, you do have those, but um, so you, the 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 bo spreads itself out. <laughs> it's funny. Um, no, I, I was gonna ask. Um, you know, you you said uh, you know flexing coming on to to uh, set. Um, any any other like just kind of you know surprise people that would come on to set you know to see someone or you know that you're like oh hey you know they're okay. they're here. <laughs> not not that I can remember, but I worked on the original Law and Order. So they always had like different guest stars on. Uh, my dad was on that for 17 seasons. I was on it for four. Wow. Oh, wow. Um, Royal Pains, when I worked on it, Seamus was on it. Uh, Big Show was on it. Oh, man. I actually drove Seamus. Um, yeah, it, like I've always seen people. Like um, I would say the most famous person I've driven was Winona. Yeah. But, um, but like, um, there, there's been a ton of people that, like, I actually. I worked with, um, on Plot Against America, I worked with the wife of the Riddler from The Batman, Paul Dano. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, I did, um, I did a couple weeks on Succession. Um, I did a couple of days on Manifest. I worked on The Americans. I was on, um, Winter's Tale, so I got to meet Will Smith, Colin Farrell. Wow. Um, and it was funny, the girl that played Poison Ivy, the second Poison Ivy on Gotham was on Witcher's Tale. And we didn't, like, I drove her all the time after that. She goes, oh, you didn't even know that I was on Witcher's Tale. I'm like, no, I had no idea who you were. <laughs> <laughs> That's so it's funny. funny. It's crazy, man. And it all connects. There you go. Another yeah. one to another one that you were on. That's so cool. Yeah. 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 It's, and, it's yeah, crazy. That's cool. I, 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 I keep telling everybody, I have, like, this ridiculous life that, I don't know why I have it, but I just have it, you know? It's just there. <laughs> That's so That's cool. what you do, man. It's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so you, you said that your dad worked on, you know, one of the shows. Um, Law and Order. Law and Order. Uh, so did he do the same thing? Was that kind of your your segue into getting into mm-hmm. this business? Yeah. He, um, 
he knew a grip that so I actually went to St. John's University for communications. So I have my my, my bachelor's in communications. So I did film, TV, radio. And back when I was doing film, you actually had to splice the film to edit. Yeah. Hmm. And you had to develop it. And you had to use like big Betamaxes to edit on video and stuff like that. And I did live directing. So like this stuff with St- StreamYard, like I learned that like 20-something years ago on the, on something the size of my apartment instead of a, a computer. Sure. So, so to get back to the story, the grip that worked with my dad, because my dad drove the grip truck on Law and Order. His wife was uh, in the commercial world, and she was the one that got me in. Used me one day, and then I was at that company as a permanent freelance person for eight years. Wow! Nice, incredible. It runs in the family. <laughs> yeah, so I did eight years there, and now I've been driving for sixteen. Yeah, that's awesome. I want to do so cool. <laughs> well, you know. Move to New York. Yeah. Knock on Keith's door. <laughs> hey. Hey. Come on, knock on my door. Let's go for a ride. I've been waiting for you. Now, <laughs> and with stuff like that, I would imagine uh, you got to keep like a good driving record and all of that. Like, yeah. you get in trouble like yeah. with one have no ticket, are you, uh, <laughs> are you like pulled from you know the list or what? No, I mean, you just got to make sure you keep your nose clean and drive well. You don't do anything stupid when you have actors in the car. You don't do right. any stupid U-turns. You don't curse out at bad drivers. You don't do anything You yeah. don't do anything stupid no matter what anybody else does to you. You just no-sell it. Yeah. Right. And you do that, everything is going to be fine. Like, um, I don't think I've had a drink in like six years, not because of any other reason that I just like to be clear-headed. And I just don't know when something might happen where I might get called into work or I might like my wife likes to have a good time going out. So I'd rather her have the good time and I'm driving. I'm I'm good the way I am because our blood alcohol level as a commercial driver is 0.04. So it's half of what the legal limit is for everybody else. Yeah. Oh, wow. So they don't give you any chance to like drink really. No, I mean, like if I knew I'm not going on, I want to have a beer tonight. I could, but. I'd rather have the clear head where I feel like if, hey, you know, after I'm done with you guys, I want to go out and get something to eat. I can just right. jump in the car and go do it and not have yeah, to worry right. about it. Yeah. Right. That makes sense. Yep. Better it's safe wise. than sorry. As Jake takes a drink. <laughs> I only got a little bit left. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? I'm going to do some water instead. Oh, see? <laughs> Thinking responsibly. <laughs> giving me heartburn anyway, so I quit drinking. Like, <laughs> 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 Alcohol does that? Mm-hmm. Oh man! Well, I have uh, gastroesophageal reflux disease very bad. So sounds like my wife, aka oh. the GERD. Oh, the GERD. Yeah, for real. Yep. So yeah. I've got a question for you guys. So yeah, when when you guys all decided to do the MWO, do you think it would get to where it is now? Were you guys just doing it for yourselves, or like how did you three actually become? part of the MWO with each other. So I'll, I'll kind of take it. I mean, yeah. to answer the first part of the question, no, I never thought it was going to be anything like what it was. I mean, definitely this has exceeded my goals and aspirations and what I always thought I wanted it to be uh, for me personally. But um, it's it's been awesome. Like it just rocket ship, you know what I mean? Like I never thought my my ultimate goal, and I mean, they can attest to this, it, is to be on the major pod network. That was like that when that day comes, I know we made it, and it it actually legit like 
there was a point I was like, this is never going to happen. You know what I mean? But it, it actually did. And uh, it was really cool. But uh, the way we, we kind of formed this, I mean, we, we've talked about this multiple times on the show with uh, the uh, major Mark video challenge that they, they had back in the day where, you know, the um, whoever was the biggest major Mark, you know, you made the video and you'll get the, the major Mark uh, neon sign. And we all were trying very, very hard, but, uh, um, Billy was the first to post his video, you know, he, uh, we, we all, Andrew and myself, I believe we both commented on it. Like, Oh, that's great. You know, good job. I, I'm going to be honest. I was not, I did not like his video. I just, you know, my wife told me, she's like, yeah, it's like, why is he taking his clothes off? (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I always like posting the chops. uh, No, it was just like, you know, I, I, it was like the first time, like there was like a legit, um, challenge or, you know, whatever in the group, like a contest, you know? And, uh, mm. I was like, damn, you know, I gotta, I have to win this no matter what. <laughs> and then Billy, and then I was like working on my video and then Billy's came out and I was like, no, you know, cause he, and he was like, I'm the first one. Yeah. Like, he kept saying, I'm the like, first. Yeah. He still says it to this day. Yeah. But, uh, you know, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> it, it was really good. And like, there was some funny moments and then there was some like really cool moments, but then like, it was also like very sentimental as well. And I was like, man, he like, he's not just doing this to try to win the light. Like he's a legit collector and like, he loves this. And I saw that passion with him. And then I, I made my video and, uh, but I, I commented on Billy's. I was like, Hey, great job. Or, you know, whatever I'd said. And he said, thanks man. And then we kind of started lightly talking back and forth. And then, um, I believe my, my video may have been next because I was like, all right, I got to get this in because, you know, he's got his and then every, it, I was afraid somebody was going to steal my idea, you know? So I just, I kind of, I don't know if I would have won if I would have actually done it properly. You know what I mean? Probably not. But uh, anyway, you know, so I made mine and Billy's like, oh, that was really funny. It was great. So we started like really talking then. And then Andrew had commented on both of our videos. And so we kind of just formed this group chat and we, just started this friendship randomly and uh then of course andrew's video came out and it was like i i legit in my head i was like i'm gonna win but if something <laughs> happens and i don't win i'm pretty sure andrew's gonna win you know what i mean because it was just it was funny and it was and good. in my head i was like i'm winning because yeah. <laughs> yeah, i because so. it i was so proud of my song like i I never like did anything like that and i was so proud of it like i i like took the risk to do it and i was like i'm winning (laughs) and then and then justin walsh came out with his and i thought idiots i thought it was just the trailer like i thought that was it and then i was like oh fuck he made like an out like a like a a, 40 40 minute like yeah. a movie and i like was like 36 oh. minutes or something yeah, it was crazy. i was like i'm still gonna win i'm still gonna win. and then i didn't yeah. win but i think um, i think we actually played my song on the the episode which i was like holy shit like they yeah. also liked it if they you know they did that um, and honestly and I, I think all, yeah go ahead no i'm just gonna say i think we did win to be honest because well, yeah, like we did if uh you know you look back at you know what happened it's like yeah he he won the light and you know that's awesome and good for him and he he had a like legit great movie but like we got this friendship mm-hmm. and then we got this podcast because of this friendship you know and it's just like it just shows you how important this group is and um you know i think it's you know 
I would much rather have Andrew and Billy as my best friends than a neon light hanging on my wall. You know what I mean? But I mean, if Justin wants to bring <laughs> Andrew for that light, I have no I'm problem kidding. with that at all. <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah. Um, yeah um, you know, and the joke, you know, has been, uh, uh, you know, Justin was on Shoes's um, captain's log not too long ago, and he added up to, you know, that. Uh, the MWO was formed out of our hatred for him. <laughs> and uh, to clarify that, you know, for people who may not know, um, it was legit. Like I, I had this idea because the three of us started talking yeah. and I yeah. had this idea and it was really the first time that I really started messing around with Photoshop and stuff. And I found like the, the font and everything. And, you know, when Nexus, you know, in WWE, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Wade Barrett won. Um, and then everybody else like came aboard and formed the Nexus. And it was either your Nexus or you're against us. And I was like, you know, I had this idea um, that, you know, there's already the three of us. And I think like I've tracked down like all the other people that <laughs> entered you know, and I made this uh, essentially like the same, like I said, with the font, same but it said you're either major or you're a mark. <laughs> and um, I was like, we we should, you know, talk to all these people and form like, you know, the, the major nexus or whatever. And like our whole thing, like maybe we can make a new video that we're against, you know, Justin Walsh for winning. But then uh, Jake was like, well, you know, actually, I think. Maybe let's just keep it the three of us for now and let's call it Major World Order. It's like, oh, okay. And then if we ever want to like add people, we can. But then like we all just kind of realized like if we do this, there's going to be people who don't realize we're just joking. And the last thing we wanted to do was like actually piss anyone off or cause any waves in the group or whatever. And so it was just a friend group for a while. And then after a while because i have a background in in podcasting it's like you know like our rapport has been so good and this community so strong why don't we form like or make a podcast um based off of you know the community and um other than like a couple little things that changed like my um vision of it was always you know kind of clear of of what i thought we could do with it not so much that like oh we would you know the network didn't even exist then but when it became a thing it's like oh maybe that's a new goal right um but it was pretty much like let's do our thing and then we'll like interview some people from time to time and i I think maybe we can get matt mark and brian on it sometime (laughs) and maybe we'll interview like a couple people that they know and that was kind of the rest so from my point of view, I I mean, I just kind of, you know, never done podcasts before. I never really listened to podcasts much at that point um, besides, you know, the Major Wrestling Figure podcast. Like, that was really the first time I really got into podcasts was the Major Wrestling Figure podcast. Um, and I, I never thought we would make it this far, to be honest, because I, I didn't even think we'd make it onto the network. Like, for the longest time, I was, you know, I, you know... It was like, if we make it, we make it. If we don't, it's not a big deal. Like, I'm happy to be friends with Jake and Billy. And that's what, to me, what it was. It was just, 
to be able to like have two people that I got along with and connected with and to like have fun and you know kind of an outlet to you know be myself and you know talk about my interests and everything I never thought it would be as big as it as it got or to the point that it got so I I'm pretty proud of you know what we accomplished to get us to this point and everything and we're on the network and you know I never thought it would happen so it's pretty cool yeah Yeah, I definitely gotta say I'm very proud of you guys to go 133 episodes thank you right and then and Husfar, like he he's always been like out of his like wanting to hang out with people but he's really come out of his shell like i see him all the time at cap and like he's totally different from the first time i first met him up in stormville and <laughs> i'm glad that the show the show has brought him out of that and that's awesome yeah. for him thank and you. to see the friendship that you guys have is awesome too yeah, yeah thank you we try <laughs> yeah. don't don't even have to i mean you know we we call each other all the time and talk on the phone and you know just talk about personal stuff and mm-hmm. you know it's, stupid stuff yeah and... stupid stuff we'll make jokes and send each other pictures or you know whatever just it's just it's great you know it's like it, none of this would have been possible without the major wrestling figure podcast and this opportunity so well and that, that's when we realized like you know when we first just started talking about like oh this figure that figure mm-hmm. like it, when we started talking about like our personal lives or yeah. hey like this is this is yeah, I think I think. Hey, Jake, what are you doing today? Oh, I'm mowing, and he like took a picture of him like on his riding lawnmower or something. <laughs> it's like, oh, here's my backyard, and yeah, you know, like we were like just sharing pictures. Are we like of our really backyards. talking about lawnmowers now? Yeah, they just I remember that. It's like, oh, I, th- yeah. I think we like became real friends now. <laughs> we just become friends. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so no, I, I, we've told you know the story uh, you know different times yeah. but uh it's for those that have heard it several times like yeah. sorry but it it, it is nice to, to take yeah. that step back and and still yeah. realize where this all came from so Absolutely. i appreciate you asking definitely. definitely well you just gotta remember just because you have all these listeners that listen all the time you will have new listeners that need to know yeah. too so yeah. you always gotta reiterate Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. It, it's, we, it's, we actually had, I mean, I know we had a, a message or two this week, and we got a couple new uh, mm-hmm. subscribers as oh, well, yeah. you know, for sure, that, you know, wanting to know. Um, and they're new know. people to yeah. the group. Oh. Yeah, yeah, so it's it's kind of cool that, you know. I t- didn't know what to tell that guy. <laughs> tell what guy? So he, he co- I guess he had sent us a message on our Facebook, uh, but he had also commented on um on your post oh yeah i, like, I respond order? to the message he's like what order do you recommend i watch or i listen um oh if, yeah if yeah I, that one. you know my new listener yeah, and yeah. i i wanted to I, I didn't know how to type it out but you know i told him like you can kind of jump around if you really want yeah. to but there's going to be some things that like we did bef- an FW up before and after. Right. So I was mm-hmm. trying to say, like, there are some things that, like... Yeah, that's... I kind of sent... I, I sent a message back to him. It was oh, just the okay. same thing. Yeah, it was basically, like, you know, yeah, you can do however you want. You know, you don't have to go to the beginning. and Right. You might not want to, because some of those first episodes, <laughs> yeah, they're, they're a little rough. But, uh, you know, but, any- uh, you know, but it's kind of cool. Like, but, yeah, there's nothing, like, pressing where it's, like, you know... Sure. There might be one or two episodes here and there where it's just, <laughs> you know, going to trans transcend into the next episode but not really any time that i discover a new podcast like Mm -hmm. i'll look through and you know say if it's like a movie podcast or something and i see like oh they you know like for us you jump into to major world order oh they interviewed matt oh they interviewed chelsea 
They interviewed Ooh. Rhino. Like that's what I would typically do is go find like, oh, well, the, this the big ones, pertains yeah. to my interests the most. Right. Or if like there's someone that you've become a friend with in the group or something and you see we've interviewed them, go listen to that. And if you like the vibe of it, then maybe just start from the beginning. Right. That's kind of what I would personally do. But, you know, make test the waters, make sure you like it. And if you do start at the beginning and then uh, when new episodes come out, uh, stay up to date. <laughs> that That's what I would do. So, but no, that's. Uh, again, thanks. Thanks for asking that. Yes, thank you. Mm-hmm. Thanks for answering. Yeah. Um, more, more uh, breaking news. The reason why Matt was not there for whatnot tonight, and the reason why they did not record tonight, is because Matt Japan. went to go watch uh, Chelsea win the title. Oh, um, awesome! Japan is actually uh, next week, uh, uh, uh. or actually here in a few days. Um, but uh, yeah, he posted a picture of him with Chelsea at Raw with her with yeah. the title. He says, I am now one half of one half of the WWE Women's Tag Team Champs. That's awesome. That's so, so again, congratulations. congratulations to her. That's that's amazing. So Matt, WWE confirmed for tonight. <laughs> right. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that's funny. Um, so let me get to this next segment where every week within the Facebook group it gets posted uh, that we take your questions. Ah, that's right. Ah, and if uh, Husfar, Jake, or myself answer, we will uh, send you a 4 by 6 because we're too cheap for 8 by 10s mm-hmm. uh, and, and Keith, you know, please uh, can, you know, hang out and answer along with us. Sure. Unless you got somewhere to go then we understand <laughs> but I'm you're welcome to hang right out. Now. I'm unemployed right now. I got nowhere to go. All right. Hmm. Hmm. Jeez, hmm. hmm. there's some crazy question. Okay. Uh, I got mine. Do it to it. All right, go ahead. I'm picking Joe Sullivan's question, and he said, "With video games turning into TV shows these days, what is a game that you'd like to see turned into a show?" Um, if you know me, I'm a huge Metal Gear Solid fan. Um, I think it would make a great show or movie. Uh, I know they've been trying to make a movie for like a long time. Um, yeah. Through you know different directors and studios and such, but uh, uh, I think if they you know pick the right even like maybe even like the people who did like Last of Us or or you know something like that to do it, I think it would be really good. Um. You know, you got to make it kind of like a political thriller type of Joe, John, uh, Tom, God, Tom Clancy like type of you know thing or something like yeah. that. So um, a little sci-fi in there. So yeah, that's my nice. answer. Melgar Solid. Nice, Joe Sullivan. So for me, I got to go with Earthworm Jim. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I'm down for that. I love Earthworm Jim. Hell yeah! No, uh, I honestly, Earthworm yeah, I, I loved it too. Uh, I, I got to go Grand Theft Auto. So reason being, obviously, you can, I mean, if most people just play, you know, online, but uh, the, the story mode is actually really good. So you could easily take one of those stories and turn it into a movie. And plus, I, I love cars. I'm a huge car nut. So I think uh, you want to spawn you know, a Lamborghini in the middle of the road. Yeah, no, <laughs> that, that's the one thing I, I would I would not do it like that. You know, I wouldn't have you die multiple times in the game or you know you gotta you gotta do the story but you know i think 
you could do like the Miami Vice story. I think it would be really cool. You know, you could uh, you know just get the Ferrari cruising down Miami Beach, and you know just get a katana. You know, whatever floats your boat. Right, make it work. You know, but uh, I I mean, because remember when the Rock did Doom? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, it was kind of like they actually put that little video game portion in there. So I guess you technically could do that, but it's kind of I don't know. It's kind of. <laughs> I don't know. I like realistic better, you know. So it's yeah. I, I if I was making the movie, I would not put that in there. But maybe you kind of have to since it is a video game. Yeah, I um, I, I've I've mentioned this game a lot, and and when I saw this question, you know, I, I actually do think it would maybe work better as a television series as mm-hmm. opposed to a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it would be uh, uh, Red Dead Redemption. Yes. Oh, yeah. I I think um, you know a stylized like western in in the form of a TV series would maybe work a little bit more than than a movie. movie. Yeah, you know, with I, being I with being like such a a long open world game, yeah. there's so much stuff to explore. Sure. And. You know, in an hour and a half to two hours, you may not get to much of it. But if you have, you know, like around hour episodes for 10, 12 episodes, well, yeah. then you got plenty of stories to tell. Yeah, no, that's great. And that, you know, Rockstar, they make they make Grand Theft Auto as well. So it's yep. the same kind of the same platform, really. Um, that's a great idea. I, I love that. I think they are making right that red, red, that. That, that game, that yeah. Game. yeah, Red Dead Redemption, yeah, yeah. I think they're they're actually coming out with the TV series for that. Oh wow! Well, I'm not 100 percent sure, but I thought I heard that. I think I've heard that too. Hey, that'd be oh. sweet. Yeah, I, breaking breaking news right here on MWO, folks. He's gonna be like, wait a minute, I heard that while on set somewhere. I can't have that in the episode. <laughs> right. I didn't sign an NDA for that, so it's all good. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. I, I, I actually saw the uh, the new show Fallout for the video game. Oh, so cool. they're, they're set too. They shot that in New York, and then they went overseas into a desert and shot it in like Africa. But oh, wow. I, I saw some of the sets uh, over in uh, New York, and it's pretty crazy. Yeah, wow. I'm excited yeah. for that. I'm a big Fallout guy. Yeah, it was uh, the code name was Hondo. Hondo. Hmm, nice. Okay. It was. It's kind of weird because um, Silo came out. And I thought they were pretty similar in, like, mm. you know, the story a little bit. But I haven't finished Silo, so who knows what's outside of that Silo, you know, you know, versus Fallout. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Who's next? Um, I can be. Go ahead. And actually, uh, Keith, I think this will uh, fall into something that you talked about earlier. Mm. Um, so this comes from John Gravina. What's the longest you've gone between seeing a band show, etc. live? Last week, I got to see Yellow Card live and hadn't seen them since Disney Grand Night 2005. I thought it was going to be nostalgia for nostalgia's sake, but I was instantly transported back to high school and had an awesome time. Um, And then we always encourage, you know, if if people see these questions and they want to answer along, 
uh, you know, feel free. And uh, Jeff Manalia responds with, so since 2002, my family and I would see the Trans-Siberian Orchestra winter tour whenever they come to Florida. Uh, they're the one band I've seen the most with 14 times. However, haven't seen them since 2016. So currently going on seven years. Maybe we'll get to see them this year, but not sure. So, yeah, the longest amount of time from seeing a band. Uh, I'm trying to think of like, <coughs> like some of the shows that I saw like real early on when I first started going to concerts, and then like just didn't see them for a lot of years. Um, I'd say maybe like Joan Jett. I saw her maybe in like 2000, like two or three for the first time and then didn't see her again till maybe like 2015 or 16. Wow. So, you know, close to 15 years, maybe in between bands. Uh, I don't know. Uh, for me, it was the Foo Fighters. Oh, I, oh wow. Uh, the last time I saw them live was at the Brick a Leg tour, which actually ran into Brian at City Field. Oh, okay. That's awesome. And then, and then before that was uh, maybe 2006, 2007 that I saw them. So okay. just probably, that was probably like the longest time I saw them in between. That was everybody else I saw was like right after each other. So Damn. that was that was probably like the biggest gap. Oh. Okay. The first time I ever saw, that first time I ever saw them though was at the K-Rock Dysfunctional Family Picnic at mm -hmm. Forest Hill Stadium when it was like one of their first shows that they ever played. Wow. Yeah, I've I've seen Foo Fighters twice. Nice. Love them. They put on a great show. Oh yeah. For me, um I mean I it's been a long time since I've went to like like a big like artist for a concert. Um mm -hmm. I think the last time I saw it was like Lil Wayne in college, like two thousand nine <laughs> it was. Um I used to go to Dave Matthews a lot with my brother, like you know, middle school, high school years. Right. Um, I used to go like every year um, for those. Um, so, and then like recently, I've done like smaller like cover bands <laughs> and stuff like that. So I guess you could say like the last time I really went to like a real concert was like two thousand nine. Like, wow. you know, what's that? It feels like yeah. twenty years. <laughs> wow. I, I might, I might have all of you guys beat here. So. As far as, as jerk, what do you mean? Did Why you just I... go to a concert? When? Not yet. Oh, no, it didn't happen to. yet. I, I thought no, it it's happened. it's happening. So I'm I'm including that. Okay. So uh, August twelfth, nineteen ninety seven, at the Blossom Music Center in Cuyahoga Falls, Ohio, I saw Johnny Lang open up for Aerosmith. Nice. And October 11th of 2023, I will be going to Tampa to see Aerosmith again. So it's what 26 years. Wow. It's a long time. I mean, I think the the last biggest concert I was at was um, I think I saw Creed in like 08. Damn. Yeah, <laughs> that was actually a really good show. But uh, yeah, no, I've I've seen Aerosmith probably like. Six? Oh no no no, no no! Nope, I'm lying to you. I forgot. I did see Aerosmith in like 13 or 14. I forgot about it. I, mean, oh, I still, forgot. You know, I a forgot. 10 year, 
Yeah. Yeah. Shit. I've compl- I literally, it just popped in my, I forgot well, a friend of mine that I hadn't talked to in a while. He hit me up. He's like, Hey man, I got Aerosmith tickets. You want to go? So I was like, yeah. And then we went, we got, there were nosebleed seats and I was like, dude, this sucks. And we, I haven't <laughs> talked to him since, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think it was, like, I think it was like, yeah. Oh, he, he was too. So I think, it, yeah, I think it was like, yeah, maybe 13, probably yeah, 2013 or so. So probably 10 years. I guess still, still pretty big chunk, but yeah. 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 All right. Oh, I got to pick something. Yep. I think I have something. Okay. I'm ready. I don't want that one. Nope. 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 I said, where'd I go? Oh, man. What was it? Shit. No. Promise I'll I'll be. (laughs) I can't find it. There was. Oh, there it is. I was looking right at it. All right, with the re- Justin Michael says with the recent raccoon mania, what is one animal slash insect that would be each of your arch nemesis? Hmm. Animal slash insect. Nice. Yeah, what animal do you encounter or think about that you encounter that you'd be like, ah, uh, uh-uh, uh, don't want no part of that, like Matt does with this raccoon right. situation. Yeah, I mean, instantly there's there's one animal. That I am absolutely petrified of, and that would be a fucking rat. I cannot, I can't deal with rats. Like even mice and stuff, I can't mess with those guys. But hmm. rats, uh, uh-uh. uh, there's no way. I can't touch them. I can't look at them. I can't be in the same room as them. Like I can't even go into a pet store where they have rats in there, yeah. like in the cages. Because if something happened and the doors got locked and those guys got out, I would. I'd be very upset. <laughs> I would I would literally break goldfish out of glass to make those sure that you, know, you start throwing little fish. Yes, I, would, I would whip I'd whip oh the God. shit out of goldfish to, to these rats, man. I'm just telling you. Oh Keep those rats God. away from me. Don't 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 play no game. That doesn't mean like come up to me at a live show and be like, hey, check out my pet rat. Do not do that. Oh okay. Uh-uh. I'm I'm serious. I will punch you in the face. Hard, very hard. If you do that, I don't. I don't play that. Okay. He really so, doesn't like. I don't. Rats. I don't like rats. I'm telling you right now, man. Don't play. Mm-mm. Next. Uh, for for me, it's um, not really an animal, more insects. Um, like anything, like a worm or like a centipede or like an earwig, like any of those, like weird, like it's an earwig. long, like grow, like squirmy, like squishy, or like hard like you know million legs like Millipedes. i can't do that like if if there's a centipede crawling on my neck and that feeling like ugh, like like what if it goes into my ear or something like i i saw there's a show called uh night gallery you know tw- like twilight zone uh rod serling show and there's an episode called the ear the earworm or something where it's been in this guy yeah that's disgusting that. get away <laughs> Um, where it's like in the guy's ear like eating his brain and i think that's like where it comes from like it just totally and then in uh star trek 2 um wrath of khan they put the things in the people's ears that like would like torture them or whatever and animorphs too those things the yurgs that control people like that i think that's where it comes from all those movies just i can't do that like if it's crawling i can't yeah i don't like that like there's too many legs and it's like if you kill it like green stuff comes out like it's i can't oh yeah those are bad and and like 
It, it's why I can't eat cream donut, cream-filled donuts to this day. Ooh, why? Because I've killed things like that, and the cream comes out of it. Oh my god! And then gosh. like it looks like a cream-filled donut, and then it ruined it for me for life. I can't do it. What if you so? It's like a uh, Starship Troopers. Could you slice the donut open and then just scoop it out with a spoon? No, I don't. I don't like that anyway. I don't eat that cream. That's <laughs> why I don't like the cream. Cream-filled donuts are my favorite. Uh, I've never had one. I could do jelly-filled, but... I ate one on accident. What's the difference? Jelly's different than cream. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) That's how smart's next shirt. (laughs) (laughs) Man, I'm having a hard time thinking of of anything. Like, I... Billy loves all creatures. I'm not like scared of like spiders or snakes or. If a lion came up in your basement, well, right I now, mean, sure. You like, hey, bud, no, I mean, I, I guess, yeah, you know <sighs> that I might get eaten, but like the the thought of it doesn't bug I me. Fight you, yeah. So spiders, I don't know. No bats. No. Ugh. I mean, there's gotta be. Something. I mean, like, I don't want to get bit by a snake if, like, I gotta right. like pick one up and move it or something, or, uh, but like, you know, so I suppose like I might get like a little like a, jumpy or like something. Awesome. Like, what if a possum broke into your house? I mean, trying to steal your wallet. I'd probably like freak out a little trying to get the thing out, but I can't say that, that I'm like scared of it. So that's little I don't know. Beady, little beady red eyes. And it's just no, no, that you. bothers me. It's pale skin. No, it's I don't. Hard show. I don't have irrational fears, guys. Okay. <laughs> I, I, no, I really just I don't know. I, I don't really. There's got to be some animal. A, that, hmm. Rhinoceros, dude. What if a rhinoceros came into your house? Well, yeah. Again, I'm I, scared. Scared. Yeah, sure. No, rhinoceroses are cool. Rhinoceros. Scary animals. Googling right now. <laughs> I don't know, Keith. What do you? Or, you got anything? <clears throat> Not like an irrational fear, but I, I don't like snakes because I can't get a read on them. They're like one of those animals that you just don't know what they're going to do. Sure, and I, yeah, I totally get that. Like you know, even you know, just like a little gardener snake or whatever. Like you know, trying Whoa. to get rid of it or oh, poor kid. You just like did you just like look up animals with weird eyes? No, no. I, I typed in scary animals for Billy. <laughs> Yeah, I just I don't know. Hmm. What about dolphins? What? They're jerks. <laughs> I don't know. If something comes to mind, I'll I'll redact my statement. But I really just I can't redact. think of. Yeah. It's retract. Did you just make redact? I don't know, guys. <laughs> you can do both. You can retract it and redact it. We redact yeah. it. He just blacks it out. I Billy's scared of a redactyl. A pterodactyl? A, red- a pterodactyl. <laughs> yeah, those things really, really bother me, guys. <laughs> oh, you're, actually, you're right. Damn. Billy with these big smart words. Whatever. It's a smaller right. word than retract. I see that, but I had to look it up, so it took more time. Now my brain power is <laughs> less. Thanks. Or more. What? Anyway, I don't know. Because you learned something. Sure. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Billy's not afraid. Yeah, not like, Bill, I, like I remember we saw Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm like, did you cry? And he's like, I don't cry. Don't. So like, Billy. <laughs> it's not that I'm like emotionless he's or heartless. I just like, I feel the he's emotions. I, I just don't really cry. Just do it. Billy's never shed a tear. 
once. No, no, I have. It's just very, very rare occasion. Fake tears. I don't know. <laughs> crocodile. Anyway. Crocodile. Oh, yeah, crocodiles. Those things. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> the way they say, see you later. Oh, those are alligators. Never mind. In a while, crocodile. What? <laughs> just, just being dumb now. Yeah, I'm sorry. Guess um, what time it is. <laughs> What? No, well, before we I'm, do I'm that, we got to at least, you know, thank yes. Keith for hanging oh, yeah. out with us. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, Jake. Telling us like so many fun stories. And yeah. I, I'm sure there's a oh, lot yeah. more. And yeah, part two. Um, yeah, maybe if, uh, you know, you resurrect your show and you, you feel like you've got so much time on your hands, you know, if you ever want to bring us on, we'll see what we can do. Well, I'll grab you guys. We're going to have uh, just a fun hang. Yeah. No real. No real segments or whatever. We'll just talk. Yeah. Yeah. I'm always down. Sounds good. Yeah. And, uh, you know, a little bit of traveling, but are you, are you considering live 17 in, in Boston? The only reason why I wouldn't do it is because I don't know what I would have to do Monday if I'm working or not. If, mm. if we start again, um, if there is a ticket left or whatever, maybe I'll make a game day decision, but sure. for the most part, I would love to go, but if it's closer to New York or on a Saturday, I can pull it off. Yeah. Understandable. All right. Well, Keith, thank you so much again for being part of the show and glad we could finally do it. And I loved learning so much more about you and hearing everything. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you, dude. Thanks for having me on. Of course. Mm -hmm. Our pleasure, man. Thank you. All right. Husfar, time to take us out. I got Galoob, a Hasbro Dusty. I got the merch that drives the marks while the ring-worn gear, they want to wear it. H-A-R-D, just like Blue Chew. I'm just a major mark. Major mark. I'm not a toy boy. Toy boy. I'm just a major mark. Major mark. I'm not a toy boy, toy boy. Claim all the figs, claim all the merch, like Super Gabby. You already know the Michael Jordan and Scotty Pippen with Phil Jackson. Always scratching that itch. I'm just a major mark, major mark. I'm not a toy boy, toy boy. I'm just a major mark, major mark. I'm not a toy boy, toy boy. Hey, all you major marks, claim all that merchandise. 